Hi, this is Robert Helms, and thanks for listening to the Real Estate Guys podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think. Thanks so much. Now, on with the show. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. This week on the program, we're going to talk about some opportunities you may have as a real estate investor cashing in on foreclosures and short sales in today's marketplace. We've got a great show and a great guest. Stay with us. This is the Real Estate Guys radio network. Go online with the Real Estate Guys. The Real Estate Guys need your help. We're conducting an online survey to learn more about the information that you're looking for and how we can help grow the Real Estate Guys radio program. Just a few minutes of your time will help us help you. While you're online, subscribe to our e-newsletter. You'll automatically be entered to win a cruise with the Real Estate Guys. Help us to help you. Go online with the Real Estate Guys at realestateguysradio.com. realestateguysradio.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Every week we talk real estate on the radio. And uh, today we've got a great show for you. A lot of opportunity, as we know, in the marketplace. Today we're going to concentrate on a couple of specific opportunities for closures and short sales. How can you participate? How can you get educated? What do you need to know? Let's meet the guys in the co-host seat, our financial strategist, Russell Gray. I am in the co-host seat still. So that's good. Still there. That's still a, here. That's good. You have not. Your seat has not been foreclosed upon. No, it hasn't. Also joining us, a gentleman who's been investing for in in six different decades, ladies and gentlemen. We call him the Godfather of real estate, Bob Helms. Hey, Robert Russ. Good to be here today. Yeah, good to have you. We're going to talk about a, a, a great topic, something that more people probably think they're interested in than know what to do with the information, and, and maybe that'll change by the end of the show. But uh, with what's happened in uh, the last few uh, months and years in real estate, there's been probably more foreclosures than we've seen in a long time, and there's opportunity uh, in that space. We're also going to talk about pre-foreclosures, what happens before a property actually gets foreclosed and what uh, some of the uh, opportunities can be there, and then short sales and what those are all about when I can uh, go approach the lender to take less than than what the note is and a lot of intricacies. I know, Bob, you've been involved with that from a brokerage side, and uh, and we're going to talk about that. We also have, as our guest on the program, Chip Cummings returning. Uh, you'll get a chance to meet Chip in a minute. He's got a couple of books about the subject, very well versed uh, in uh, both of these areas, and and uh, certainly did a lot of research on that. Let's start with really what the basis of a foreclosure is, Russ. Sure. Well, it's uh, when you when you take out a loan on a, on a piece of property, you're pledging the collateral, the property, to secure the loan to the lender. And so the way it works is you go into the escrow and the seller is going to give you title and you have to go get money. Well, you don't have money, so you arrange a loan. And then, why, why are you looking at me when you say you don't have money? <laughs> they couldn't see that. Oh, okay. And so then they put the money They put the money in the escrow, the bank does, and then what you give them in exchange is a promissory note and in a trustee state, you give them a deed of trust. And there's two types of ways to do it. One is a mortgage, which is a two-party instrument. And the third, the other way is a three-party instrument where you've got a deed of trust. For purposes of this discussion, they're pretty much the same. Although if you're actually going to get involved in foreclosures, you need to kind of understand the difference, especially if you're involved in pre-foreclosures because the procedures are different. Well, and you know, if you ask a lot of people, a two-way is different than a three-way. So you just need to understand. So, all right, good. That's a good primer on uh, on foreclosure. So it depends on what state you're in, what the process is for foreclosing, what the basic premise is someone didn't pay their their monthly uh, debt service and now the you know a lender's concerned with two things number one how you're going to pay them back and number what, two what happens if you don't right and what happens if you don't is they end up taking your property through a complicated procedure but at some point 
in that procedure, there's an opportunity pre-foreclosure for a real estate investor to come in and help, and that could include a short sale. And then there's an opportunity once the lender owns, what we call bank-owned or real estate-owned, when the lender takes back over the collateral. Right. Understand, lenders do not want to be in the business of owning your house. If, if you're in a situation where you can't make your mortgage payment, they're going to do everything they can, especially today, to work that out. That's what we call it, the workout department of the, of the lender, to make sure they can. But if, if you can't and you lose your job and, and, and you're gone and you just can't make the payments, they will take over the house, and then they don't want to own the house. They need real estate investors to come to bat and, and take over. Right. Well, I think the important thing to, to remember is that whether it's a tre- deed of trust or whether it's a, a mortgage, there it's a regulated process, and the lender has to go through a process in order to collect the collateral and get you out of the property so that they can then remarket. So there's opportunities during the process when a homeowner or a property owner is in default, and then working either directly with them before it's gotten to the point where they've lost control or then working with the lender uh, then it gets to the you know after after the foreclosure if they've in fact taken it back and so we're going to talk about all that different stuff today but the bottom line is a foreclosure is when you fail to meet the obligations of your note and through a legal process the lender is in a process to take possession of the property and put it up uh, to market in that for, is the foreclosure process. Okay, so at some point, the loan is in default. There's obviously a problem. The lender notices this when they quit getting paid. And so they'll bring this to your attention, and they'll call you, and they'll email you, and they'll write to you. And uh, at some point, you may decide that you can't hang on to the property, and it's possible for you to put the property in the market, even though the loan's delinquent, and work with the lender to accomplish what we call a short sale. Now, Bob, why don't you explain a short sale? You've been involved with these as a, as a listing broker. Well, a short sale is simply where you, as the owner of the property, no longer have any equity. You are upside down, as we say. Uh, And so the first premise is this. When you're selling this property in a short sale, the lender is going to have to be willing to take back less than the face amount of the loan or the balance of the loan. You, as the seller, are going to get nothing out of this. So why would you do it? Well, because it can save your credit the major reason to do this. And so if if you do a short sale, what you're doing is putting the market on at a price less than what's owed the bank typically. You're Let's not say you may save your credit because that's not a foregone conclusion today either. So we'll talk about that with no, our expert. No, it's not. We could we could step back one step and say, what's the process altogether? If I'm upside down, what can I do? The very first thing I could do short of a short sale would be to offer to give the property back to the lender, what we call a deed in lieu of foreclosure. A really good idea, totally underutilized, and most lenders aren't willing to do it. Classically, the reason they're not willing to do it is they'd rather do the foreclosure because now they get the property free of any other stuff hanging out there that that might be additional garbage that's been recorded. Uh, it could be all kinds of stuff, mechanics liens, any kind of thing like that. Um, however, that's not going to work very much in today's market. Too bad. It should. So what do I do if I can't give it back to the lender? I say, well, then I'm going to sell it. I'm not going to get any money out of it, so I kind of don't care what the price is. Who does? The lender. So every single short sale you see is subject to approval by the lender. Typically, even the commission that's involved is approved by the lender. So as a seller, I just want to find somebody it'll work for and be gone. All right, let's put some numbers on it. Say you bought a house for $500,000, you put 20% down, and uh, that's $100,000, and you got a $400,000 loan or mortgage uh, against the property. Now the properties were three seventy-five. dollars The loan's four hundred. dollars 
If you're planning to live there and go to work every day and pay the mortgage payment and you can afford it, no big deal. It doesn't really matter what your house is worth. If it goes up to 700000 and you still owe 400 against it, no big deal, right? The problem is when you can't make the mortgage payment, and now it, we call it a mortgage even though it may be a deed of trust, but for the terms that we normally throw around, you can't make the, the mortgage payment and the house is worth less. What is the outcome to you? If you could sell it at even four hundred, your your down payment is gone. Your equity has been erased, Right. Well, that should be put that on the list for the titles of the next book, <laughs> Equity Array. No, right? But but yeah. so now the lender still has interest in it and you can facilitate more of a win win situation where you bring in a buyer who's gonna get a deal, the lender's gonna get more than they probably would have because they don't want to end up with the property, and you wanna work with an agent that understands short sales because there's a lot involved. In fact, uh, on the show today we have an expert in the area and uh, a gentleman who has researched the topic uh, thoroughly. Uh, let's welcome back uh, to the Real Estate Guys radio program, honorary real estate guy uh, and uh, noted author, Mr. Chip Cummings. Hey, Chip. Hey, Robert. Nice to be back. Thanks for the invite. Great to have you back in the studio. Uh, you have uh, several books that uh, we have been uh, privileged to read, and uh, one of which Russ and I are actually fortunate enough to write the foreword uh, for, but your two recent books, uh, just a few months ago, uh, your book came out on foreclosures, Foreclosure Myths, 77 Insider Secrets to Buying Distressed Properties, and the new book just coming out, uh, Wiley Publishing, uh, is uh, on pre-foreclosures and short sales. So great to have you uh, uh, on, on the show and a, and a timely topic for sure. It really is. This is, you know, we, we really narrowed it down there, you know, foreclosures, it's a, it's a big subject. And what we've done is we've taken pre foreclosures and specifically as Bob was talking about, you know, short sales so that investors can understand how they work and how they take advantage of those in order to make some bucks. Now, let's back up for a minute and explain why you're an expert uh, at this. Uh, first of all, you do tremendous research. I know you've conducted a, a lot of interviews and, and so forth. Your, your partner in the book, your co-author, uh, Ralph Roberts, uh, certainly uh, well-known in, in real estate circles uh, and, uh, and and certainly has, has a great background when it comes to real estate sales, and I know uh, with foreclosures and short sales. But your background is in the lending world, right? You've originated more than a billion dollars of loans in over 25 years in the business today. I know you train uh, lenders and uh, get very involved with uh, the government programs and, and, and so forth, do a lot of training for the big national organizations. So you're a guy who was for years helped people get into mortgages. And now what we're talking about is what goes wrong when they can't hang on. Well, that's true. I've actually been on all three sides of the table because I was a real estate agent, a realtor for several years. Um, I've also been an investor. I've bought lots of properties myself. I, I actually got my first foreclosure by mistake at the age of 19. I didn't, wow. I didn't even realize what was going on, but I, I got some great help from some of the, the brokers and agents in my office. We put this deal together. It was a zero money down deal and uh, still one of the, the best success stories. And you know, you have up and downs in, in the investor side. Uh, but yeah, so I've been on all three sides of the table and, and it's been a fun ride. Now, let's talk a little bit about the reason I think this is a, it's great to have you on the show here is that your book is really aimed at somebody brand new who has no concept of pre foreclosure, foreclosure, any of that. And it really takes them through step by step how much they, they need to know. Well, it really does. In this one, we got into even more detail because we could. This one goes through um, in excruciating detail all the forms, all the letters uh, that I've used over the years, um, the calculation sheets, when to go in, exactly what to say. We include scripts of what to say on the phone when you walk in the door. Uh, you know Everything you really need to know to, to not screw this up because there are a lot of missteps you can take, especially when you're dealing with these lenders. You, know, you nailed it on the head in that as a lender, you know, let me put my lender head on for a second, um, we don't want the property. That's the last thing we want. Right. 
So when we come back, we'll talk about some of those steps, what it takes, more about the process, and uh, learn more from Chip Cummings. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Equity happens. Is it happening to you? Learn more at realestateguysradio.com. Crikey! Local real estate market a little slow? If there's no appreciation, there's no equity. No worries. There are lots of markets and many are booming. G'day, mate. This is Luke Chadwick, the Deal Hunter with Global Property Network. I spend most of my time traveling all over the U.S. and the world, hunting down hot markets, great properties, and expert agents. Give us a ring at one 411 4gpn and we'll connect you to great agents in great markets with great deals. That's one 411 4476 Well, mate, got to go. To learn more, go to globalpropertynetwork.com or call us at one 411 4gpn Don't be shy. Do it now. Are you upside down in your home or investment property? Would you like to refinance but can't? Are you tired of dipping into your savings or credit cards just to make the mortgage payments? If you read the newspapers, you know you're not alone. But is the government going to save you? Don't count on it. If you want to take charge of your own personal bailout program, then you need to find out which loan workout options are available to you. To help you, the Real Estate Guys have written an 18-page report, What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. Best of all, you can have it for free. How's that for economic stimulus? To get yours, simply email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. That's workout at realestateguysradio.com. Hope is not a strategy. If you need help with problem mortgages, read What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. Knowledge is power. Send your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. Are you worried about your future energy costs? With oil prices recently coming back down, many Americans are being lulled into thinking that all will be well and good. But experts predict utility companies are going to see an unprecedented rise in costs as President-elect Obama is planning huge tax penalties for the use of dirty fuel. What can you do about it? Consider solar. Clean, green solar energy is cheaper and easier than you might imagine. Solar Masters is a solar electric generation installation company dedicated to bringing you the highest quality products to develop your own clean energy. And you'll be surprised at how affordable it can be. An installation of Solar Electric can be your insurance policy against future rate hikes. Solar Masters is offering listeners an unbelievable special. For a limited time, when you mention the real estate guys, you'll get your system installed free of labor costs. Call now at 888-757-7677 or visit SolarMastersInc.com. You can reduce or even in some cases even eliminate your electric bill. Call Solar Masters at 888-757-7677 to find out more. Tell them you heard it on The Real Estate Guys. Call 888-757-7677 today. Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. We got lots of real estate guys in the studio this week talking about uh, foreclosures and short sales, pre-foreclosures, 
finding opportunity in today's market. You know, let's start with a little philosophy before we get into some more nuts and bolts. Uh, for years, I have talked about the fact that I'm not interested in personally, in my personal investment philosophy, marketing in the distress, right? The challenge to me, just from a, this is just personal, is that I don't want to take over a house where there's a family on the street and I make 10 grand. I just don't feel good about that. What I love about your book, Chuck, uh, Chuck, Chip, <laughs> is that, uh, whatever your name is. I've been called worse. Yeah, it's that, you know, it's really, it's the win-win kind of situation. There's an opportunity for you to help in pre-foreclosure that didn't exist. So your, your first book with Ralph Roberts was all about the foreclosure process, how you could, uh, as an investor, come in and, and, and take a, a foreclosure off the bank's books, and, and, and that's great. What I love about this book, though, uh, is that you're talking about getting involved with somebody before the house goes to foreclosure. Well, it's true. People go into denial, and foreclosure actually starts the day they miss their first payment. Most people don't understand that. They think it's you know when, they, when the bank starts to take back the property. You know that the process starts a lot earlier than that, and people do. They go into denial. They think, okay, something will happen. I'll win the lottery. I, I, mean, I don't know what it is, but um, they sort of think the problem's going to go away, and, and you lose a lot of time. And you're right. As an investor, I, I mean, you don't want to put anybody out on the street, and that's not what I'm doing. I'm actually helping people to face the problem and solve the problem in advance because eventually somebody's going to put them out on the street if they don't get this thing taken care of. You know, as, as Russ, as you like to say, businesses exist to solve problems. Absolutely. Right? And so here's a problem, a big problem, maybe a bigger problem today than we're ever going to see in the rest of our real estate investing careers. So you have an opportunity, if you'll get educated about it, to go to somebody and get them out of their situation and create a win-win where they get what they want and you also can profit as an investor. Well, there's no question, and there is a process behind it because there's so many different reasons for foreclosure. And as Russ was saying, there are so many different um, processes in different states. You know, there's also, you you got to look at it whether it's judicial or non-judicial. You've mm -hmm. got to look at redemption periods. You've got to look at a, a whole set of factors to figure out how you're going to solve that problem. And then figure out as an investor if you're going to be able to make a profit. Now, I'm not looking to take advantage of somebody by any means, but I am in business and I want to be able to make a profit on this uh, and be able to do it in conjunction with the bank, doing short sales or something in order to, to make the deal happen. Yeah, and you know, today, I mean, there's so many people that are in trouble, and, and I think still, even with all the news media and, and, and everybody's awareness, people are still at the, the ostrich syndrome. They're, they're, they're putting their head in the sand. They don't want to address the problem, and so what you need to do is figure out a way to help and then be able to uh, approach those folks, and there's lots of different things, lots of different ways to get out of uh, this problem. It's not, there's not, it's not a one size fits all. In fact, that's why the book is as big as it is because there's so many different things uh, that you need to know. I like the fact that you're addressing that you really can help somebody in a pre-foreclosure position. I have a story to tell you. Uh, I was helping, trying to help somebody several years ago, long time ago, do this very process. And here's what I found. I found that the person that I met went and approached and talked to. I learned what was going on with them really had no education. Unfortunately, a lot of the people who come chasing foreclosures have no education. So it's urgent that they get your book or get this material so that they know what's real. And here's the story. This little lady owed about 7,000, let's say, that would have cured her default. Now, when you're behind on a mortgage, uh, it'll depend on the state you're in. The period is different. This was in California. In California, once a foreclosure 
once you've been uh, given a notice of default, that's when this process begins, you have three months to redeem. That means I can make up my back payments with interest penalties, and I get a clean bill of health. I get to start all over again. Now, let's take a quick uh, aside here, Bob, because it's a good time to cover this. A notice of default isn't a letter from your lender saying you owe the money. It's an actual process, and it has to be filed. So depending on the letter, there may be lots of things that happen before that. People are going to understand they have a problem early, right? They're going to get the phone calls. They're going to get the letters. They're, today, lenders are probably more willing to get to a solution, to work out a solution than ever before. But at some point, it's going to get to, in California in this case, the, the NOD state. Go ahead. Much more so. Well, in the case of this particular little lady, nice, sweet little lady, she owes about $7,000. So I'm talking to her about what her options are. And she says, well, you know, they told me that if I pay this, everything's going to be all right. I said, who's they? The lender. Well, how much have you got to pay them? She said, about 5000 I said, you do not want to give that to your lender. That is not going to cure your default. At the very worst, you better set that aside for first and last because you're going to need that if you don't have the ability to cure this. But she didn't know me from anybody either, even though I'm honest, trustworthy, and looked like it. This lady made the mistake of what? Giving the money to the lender and she's gone because they went ahead with the foreclosure. This was not enough to cure anything. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things we're hearing more and more today. And I don't want to dwell into the negative, but a couple of lenders, big lenders have been fined recently for this exact thing, for saying one thing on the phone and getting someone to send in some money. And then a whole different set of circumstances happens, which is why you need to understand the process. And there's documentation along the way. Well, there is. The other thing you need to understand is that there's another party involved in the process, and it's not just the lender or the servicer, but the investor of that loan, because they also have to approve of it. And in this case, it could be, you know, the Fannie Mae or, or Freddie Mac or, or somebody else. You know, they're the ones that are going to take the hit. They've made promises to their investors, and they need to make sure that this is the best solution for their investors and in return on their dollar. And so that's one big factor that, that people sometimes miss is that, okay, just because the lender says this and I can do it, it's not always the case. Yeah, hey, hey Chip, I, I think we need to take a second and just make sure everybody's clear on the role. When we say investor, we're not talking about a real estate investor who's buying the property. We're talking about the person who actually put up the money for the original owner to, to get the property. They're the ones holding the note. And then the servicer is the person whose job it is to collect the money, the payments, and then pay that to the note holder or the investor, you know? Um, and so, and they get a little piece of the pie. And so what you're saying is you're, you're dealing with the servicer because the servicers role in life is to be the interface because the person who put up the money doesn't want to see you, doesn't want to know you, doesn't want to talk to you, doesn't want anything. They just want their money and they hire somebody to make sure it comes in. So the servicer can, can deal with you depending on the terms of their agreement with, within a certain range. When they go outside that range, then they have to get investor approval. And that's, that's what you're talking about. So you've got, you know, and then of course the other thing is, is if you bought the, bought the loan, you know, you buy the property, you get a loan from company A and then 30 days later you get a, somebody says, Hey, I'm your new lender because they sold the paper. And then that new lender turns around and, and gives it to a servicer. So you, it looks like you've got a new lender, but you really don't have a new lender. You just have somebody who's actually servicing the loan. And so it can get con kind of convoluted and you don't really know who you're dealing with, but it's, it's urgent to use Bob's words that you do know who you're dealing with and how much authority they have to deal with you. Because so often you'll get stuck talking to a debt collector and not really someone who can work you do a workout, the workout department or the loan mod department. And the first questions you need to ask is, 
who are you and, and what authority do you have to really negotiate with me? And that's one of the hardest things is making sure you're talking to the right people because mm -hmm. you're right. The customer service people are not going to be able to help you. You've got to go above that. You've got to get to the loss mitigation department. You've got to get to the people that can make decisions, if not on behalf of the the ultimate investor of that loan, then at least someone that can represent them or make decisions on their behalf. And yeah, as an investor, you might want to look at it this way. You own the property and you hire a property management firm to manage it for you. Well, that would be the same as the servicer right. of the loan. Yeah. All right. So it's, it's, you got to know who the players are, and then you got to know how to negotiate too, right? A big part of short sales. Let's talk about short sales for a minute. In a short sale situation, you have a lender who, instead of getting the property back, is going to take a short pay. They're going to take less than the lender. So to Chip's point, there's an underlying investor who put that money up, or, or a group of investors. They put the money up. They're not getting it all back, right? Yogi Berra used to say, I'm, I'm more concerned about the return of my investment than the return on my investment. Right? I want to see the money come back first. So they're going to make a decision based on the risk of whether or not they would take a, a short pay. Why would they do that? Well, if they take the property back, if it goes all the way to foreclosure, they take the property back, they're going to have a lot more in terms of cost. They, who knows the, the condition? They're going to have to repair it. They're going to have to bring it up to speed. They're going to have to deal with whatever compliance issues there are and smoke detectors and water heater strapping and all that stuff. Then they're going to have to hire a real estate broker to sell it. There's going to be market costs, sales costs, timing, all of that. That could all go away if they agreed to the short pay. So that's why they're interested in doing it. And it's just, they're not emotional about it at all. It's a numbers game, all right? So I made a loan. It's no good. I'm going to have to either take the property back or get the loan back. So your mission as a real estate investor is to figure out how to put that puzzle together in such a way that the borrower gets what they want. They're able to, to move on. They're not going to get any money out of it, but they're going to be able to, to, to move on. You're going to get the lender to a point where they aren't happy, but they're satisfied, right? And, and then you've got to figure out how do you play in that in that scenario as well. An important piece of advice is to make sure you're educated. You're going to work with a real estate broker who must know and understand short sales or you're not going to get this job done. Uh, again, this is, this is a topic that people knew about last time we had this kind of a, uh, a marketplace. And, and a lot of newbies do not. But it is a difficult game and you must know the players and you must do it correctly. So it's important that you're educated and pick a good realtor. I'll just say this like I always do. It's going to cost you the same no matter who you pick. So get the best person you can get, somebody with some experience. Yeah, you have to have been through this before. And uh, that's why, and, but again, even though you pick the greatest professional there is, nobody cares as much about you and your money as you do. So that's why you got to get educated. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm not just promoting this book because, you know, chips in the room, but it, it makes sense to understand. And this is a great starting point if you don't know the game. If you're in a situation where you think you might be facing foreclosure, read to the book and see what, what's involved so that you understand where you are. You may be able to find a partner who can come in and help you out of this. The, the, the advantage for a real estate investor is that in a short sale, you're dealing with a, a, a non-emotional party. You can go run the numbers, see what makes sense, say, okay, well, the property's down in value, but if I could get it at this, right? Sometimes the lender wants to keep the loan and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just want to get as far away from the property as possible. But sometimes you can actually get the lender in through a short sale process to make the new loan to you if you're if you're loan worthy, right? So that could be where the advantage is. What you're basically doing is coming in to a situation where you're going to take over or get a new mortgage on a property and there's some room to negotiate. So part of it is figuring out how much right? You're figuring out this, this, how can I get it for the least, but you can't just steal the property or the lender's going to say, no, we'll do that. Right? So it's a whole balancing game. 
Right, right. It, you know, it just really comes down to knowing your market. And that's really key. It's, I mean, in any real estate market, I don't care what I care, real estate investor, you have to know your market. You've got to know the pricing in the market. You've got to know what it's worth. A lot of times your knowledge of the market can be greater than the lender's knowledge of the market. And in that particular case, you can get a property that really they think is maybe worth less than it really is, which means they'll settle for less than it's really worth. And you can get a little bit of found equity in those types of situations, but it really just comes down to really knowing the particular market. Right. And again, every market is different. What's happening in the market is different. When you're in an appreciating market, and already we're seeing uh, places in the in the U.S. where prices are coming back up, the lender may react differently than if there's still bottom to go, right? If prices are free falling, they want to get out. So part of that is understanding the market locally. And then how can you be a resource and the solution? Be the white knight that's going to come in and solve everybody's problems. Our guest today is Chip Cummings. He's the author of several great books on real estate. Uh, Along with Ralph Roberts, they wrote Foreclosure Myths, 77 Insider Secrets to Buying Distressed Properties, came out just a few months ago on Wiley. His new book just coming out is called Cashing In on Pre-Foreclosures and Short Sales. And we'll talk more with Chip when we come back. We'll also play Real Estate Trivia, a chance for you to win a prize by knowing today's real estate trivia question. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helm. Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the Real Estate Guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about. Hi, this is Robert Helms. As a real estate investor, you know you need to be concerned about asset protection. When an investor asks me about the litigation explosion in America and what they can do to better protect their real estate assets, I like to refer them to Corporate Direct. Equity happens, but it can be limited without solid asset protection in place. And Corporate Direct protects your assets. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by Garrett Sutton. He's an attorney, best-selling author, and one of Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors. Garrett and his staff are knowledgeable, helpful, and surprisingly affordable. And I know, I've used Corporate Direct and have been exceedingly satisfied with their service. They're on the web at CorporateDirect.com, or you can call them at 1-800-600-1760. That's CorporateDirect.com, or 1-800-600-1760. You know you need asset protection for your real estate, so visit CorporateDirect.com, or 1-800-600-1760. Find them on the resource page at RealEstateGuysRadio.com. That's CorporateDirect.com. Chadwick. Look, Chadwick. Real estate, like diamonds, are forever. So when it comes to real estate, never say never again. I travel the world for Global Property Networks, buying out hot markets, experienced agents, and great deals. So if the world is not enough and you're looking for investment or vacation real estate anywhere in America or around the globe, call Global Property Network. I've got a gold finger for connecting you to great properties. You only live twice, so to grow your income for the second part of your life, you can live and let die, or you can go for it, like the living daylights. GPN is here to help. From Russia with love, this is Luke Chadwick for Global Property Network. Give Luke and his team at Global Property Network a license to kill and find you income-producing property. Tomorrow never dies, so you need Luke to find properties and deals for your eyes only. Call Luke and GPN today, 877-411-4GPN. That's 877-411-4GPN. Or on the sponsors page at realestateguysradio.com. Are you struggling to keep up with your mortgage payments? 
Whether it's your home, vacation, or investment property, there are loan workout options available. To help you sort through all the noise in the marketplace, The Real Estate Guys has written a free 18-page report called What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. In this special report, you'll discover the single most important thing the lender looks for before agreeing to modify your loan. Plus, you'll be able to weigh the pros and cons of hiring a professional versus doing it yourself, and much, much more. All you need to do to get your copy is email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. It's free, it's confidential, and it's yours when you send your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. Hope is not a strategy. Start your own economic bailout plan today. Get the Real Estate Guys free report, What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. Email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Over 10 years now on the radio and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. Our topic today, cashing in on foreclosures and short sales, finding opportunity in today's market. There's lots of opportunity if you know how to get to it and if you know what to do once you're there. Our guest is Chip Cummings. Before we come back and talk more with Chip, or as I like to call him, Chuck, we're going to play <laughs> Real Estate Trivia. That's right, your chance to win a prize by knowing today's real estate trivia question. So when you hear the question and know the answer, you're going to send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. And we're going to give away two copies of the book. The first copy goes to the first person with the right answer. Seems fair, but... Not everyone listens live on the radio. Some folks listen uh, via podcast or on MP3 afterwards. So uh, everybody else that sends in the right answer is going to be entered into a drawing. And one other lucky person is going to win a copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. You can find out more at equityhappens.com. We'll uh, we'll even sign the book, so that will make it a lot more valuable. And uh, we are proud to announce we've just found the first autographed copy of our book on eBay. It's finally happened. We've arrived as an author. Autographed copy on eBay, and uh, that makes it uh, certainly exciting for us. So, first of all, let's talk about last week's real estate trivia question. And since I got the big brains here, uh, well, you know, of course, you're not eligible for the, the trivia question normally, but but now that we have the answer, uh, we'll tell you. Here was the question uh, from last week. Over 40% of all the homes in the United States valued over $1 million are located in one state. Which state is that? Guesses? We can't guess. Well, this this is we... last week's. Oh. It's over. The contest is over. So what's the question? So the answer is over 40% of all homes in the U.S. that are worth over a million dollars are in one state. Which state? California. California. Good guess, and that's what our uh, correct guessers uh, got. It. We got we got inundated with trivia questions uh, last week. on Yeah, easy, easy questions. So this one, this one, not so easy. To make up for how easy last week's <laughs> trivia question is, this one is a tough one. Here's what I want to know. What is the northernmost area code... In the world, the northernmost area code on the planet. If you know that, you should send an email with the answer to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. That's trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Be sure to include your name and mailing address so we can mail you a copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate Autographs so you can sell it on eBay for a lot of money. All right, that is today's real estate trivia question. What is the northernmost area code in the world? We'll find out the answer next week. Our guest is Chip Cummings. He's the author of several great books on real estate investing, on sales. He writes and speaks in the mortgage industry. Uh, His latest book is called Cashing In 
on pre-foreclosures and short sales or real estate investor's guide to making a fortune even in a down market. Chip, what are some of the advantages for an investor in approaching uh, a pre-foreclosure or short sale opportunity compared to just waiting for it to go to foreclosure? Well, there's several, actually, Robert. You know, I've, I've bought foreclosures in all different stages of, of the process. And uh, a couple distinct things about buying it in pre-foreclosure. Number one, the home is usually in better condition. <laughs> you know, Good it point. hasn't gotten trashed. It hasn't gotten stripped. We, uh, you know, um, but there's others. You've got more time, typically, to deal with the homeowner and trying to find a solution. And, and the first thing I do is try and figure out, with their problem, what's the best way to solve it? You know, I had one uh, a couple years ago where a lady had been uh, left. Her husband left the country and left her and her, her son. She was unable to maintain the home and was lo looking to get out. Most investors even think the only solution is cash, and that's just not the case. The only thing after really investigating that this situation that the lady wanted to do was get back to her homeland, which was in Brazil, with her and her son. So what I was able to do was go in and buy a one-way ticket on my airline miles and get her and her son out of the country, negotiate a short sale with the lender for the balance, took the property over, saved it from getting trashed, and saved her from having to go through the process of, of foreclosure. Well, that brings up just a great part of this whole equation, which is what is the win for every party? And it's not always the same thing. When we talk about pre-foreclosure, What's great about the opportunities, there's lots of places you can, you can start with somebody when you talk about pre-foreclosure that isn't even late yet on their payment, right? They just see the writing on the wall. Well, that's very true. There was uh, one with a real estate agent in our area that we just completed that went from start to finish a, uh, a short sale in 45 days and the homeowner had not been late on his payment one day. Wow. It was, it was amazing. He literally said, look, this is the last payment I'm making. There's not going to be any more payment. They put together a short sale package, which is key. I know you want to talk about that in a moment, but they put together a package that showed the lender, look, you are now going to have this property back for six months to a year. It's going to be vacant. You're going to lose value. You're going to lose the income stream on that. Here's someone who wants to buy it. This is the best deal you are going to get. And so you've really got to paint a picture for that lender. And in this case, they were able to do it and get the deal done in 45 days. Well, that's a huge point. Your whole mission here, if you're going to profit from this, you need to have the edge. Understand this. The lender hasn't been to the house hasn't seen the house, has no idea what the local economic factors are, doesn't know what other houses on the street look like or have sold for or how many in foreclosure, any of that. And so what you're going to do is you're going to make a case to the lender, which is Mr. Lender, what you don't want is you don't want to take this house back and you don't want to be in this situation and I can help you. We've got, we've identified a, a buyer and if it's your agent that does this on your behalf or if this is, is, is you because you've got the experience to, to do this, you go in and say, we're willing to take the property at this. It means you're going to have to accept a short pay, but here's all the reason why it makes sense. Here's some comps. Here's what's going on in the neighborhood. Here's what the house looks like. Here's what it could look like six months from now because here's one's down the street where it's just gone in foreclosure and you're building a case. Talk about what's in that package. Well, look, you're right. In a foreclosure situation, everyone loses. There, there is no winner when it, when it comes down to it. But it's just a matter of how bad is everybody going to lose. Right. And so when you look at this short sale package, and in the book, we go through a list of 12 specific things that have to be in there. 
And there's things like, you know, a hardship letter. You've got to have a very specific hardship letter that shows exactly what's happening with the borrower's world and why they're not going to be able to make these payments. You have to include things like check account, checking account statements and W-2s or, or unemployment statements. You've got to paint a picture, as you've said, of the market itself. What sort of comparables? What else is listed on the street? If there's six other homes listed within two blocks, I'm taking pictures of around the house to show them that, look, the competition out there is just so fierce that you are not going to be able to sell this baby for anything close to what what's owed on it. So it really does come down to how well you paint that picture. And speaking of pictures, we include pictures inside and out because they're looking at a computer screen and they can't see what's going on behind that screen on the property side. You know, and as much as a lender does, to your point, does not want to settle for less than what the loan was, they don't want that. What they don't want even more is to get a hornet's nest of other problems. And so you really are solving a dilemma that they have in a way that can be positive. But it's also why you need to know the market and you need to know the lenders. Every lender's different. When you get into this game regularly, you'll start to figure out who to, to deal with. Bob, when you were doing short sales, you had a couple of folks inside that you could that knew you, that knew you delivered and, and, and developed a reputation there, and you weren't starting from, from square one. Very important to have some credibility somewhere. If you have to start from scratch, we say use the credibility of whoever in your office or somebody you're working with who has some experience to get you started. But you've got to build it up yourself so that they believe you, trust you. And, and we use the old FUD principle. FUD stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. That's what you're showing the lender is going to happen if he doesn't take this great deal you've got for him. So it, you know, in the nicest way, it's simply saying you better take advantage of this because just as Chip put it, this is the best deal you're going to get. Now, yeah, I'm right. sorry. I was just going to say to, to one of Bob's points that, that is sometimes way overlooked is get involved with partners, other investors that can bring to the table what you can. In my first one, we were talking during the break, my first foreclosure property that I bought by accident, I got into it zero down, but there were a lot of repairs and I didn't realize how expensive those, those were going to be and was able to partner up with somebody that had the money, but not the time. I had the time and not the money. So as we put that together, we both won and you don't necessarily need cash to get in these deals. You've just got to find somebody who does in that circumstance. So you, you bring up partner up. This brings up another great point, Chip, which is that in foreclosures, as you've covered in your book, uh, the, the first book uh, on the foreclosure myths, that in a foreclosure, you don't know what you're going to get. Right, the property. You don't know what you're. It was where you have to check out what liens there are, etc. And you don't know what 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 the condition's going to be. Right, a lot of we've seen a lot of situations where you get a property and it's Pandora's box when you get in there. One of the advantages to pre foreclosure is you get to see the house. You could have an inspection done if, if so be. You're working with the person who's in there now, and it's a, it's a lot more certain than just you know ending up on the courthouse steps with all cashier's checks buying a property that is in terrible shape once you get in. So there's, there's definitely uh, advantages. The other thing is that at these different stages that we've been talking about, pre-foreclosures, there, there's a situation where you can get in where it doesn't even get to short sale. You can maybe remedy the problem before it even it becomes a, a short sale. And it really, it's, again, understanding what the needs are of the current borrower owner of the property and how you can get out of that. What we're going to talk about when we come back is how do we find these deals? How do we approach the people? What do we say? Get to some of your scripts and dialogues and, and so forth. We're talking about cashing in on foreclosures and short sales, how you can find opportunity in today's market. I'm your host, Robert Helms. We're the Real Estate Guys. Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. 
Hi, this is Robert Helms. As a real estate investor, you know you need to be concerned about asset protection. When an investor asks me about the litigation explosion in America and what they can do to better protect their real estate assets, I like to refer them to Corporate Direct. Equity happens, but it can be limited without solid asset protection in place. And Corporate Direct protects your assets. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by Garrett Sutton. He's an attorney, best-selling author, and one of Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors. Garrett and his staff are knowledgeable, helpful, and surprisingly affordable. And I know, I've used Corporate Direct and have been exceedingly satisfied with their service. They're on the web at CorporateDirect.com, or you can call them at 1-800-600-1760. That's CorporateDirect.com, or 1-800-600-1760. You know you need asset protection for your real estate, so visit CorporateDirect.com, or 1-800-600-1760. Find them on the resource page at RealEstateGuysRadio.com. That's CorporateDirect.com. Crikey! Local real estate market a little slow? If there's no appreciation, there's no equity. No worries. There are lots of markets and many are booming. G'day, mate. This is Luke Chadwick, the Deal Hunter with Global Property Network. I spend most of my time traveling all over the U.S. and the world hunting down hot markets, great properties, and expert agents. Give us a ring at one 411 4GPN and we'll connect you to great agents in great markets with great deals. That's one 411 4476 Well, mate, got to go. To learn more, go to globalpropertynetwork.com or call us at one 411 4GPN. Don't be shy. Do it now. Are you upside down in your home or investment property? Would you like to refinance but can't? Are you tired of dipping into your savings or credit cards just to make the mortgage payments? If you read the newspapers, you know you're not alone. But is the government going to save you? Don't count on it. If you want to take charge of your own personal bailout program, then you need to find out which loan workout options are available to you. To help you, the Real Estate Guys have written an 18-page report, What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. Best of all, you can have it for free. How's that for economic stimulus? To get yours, simply email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. That's workout at realestateguysradio.com. Hope is not a strategy. If you need help with problem mortgages, read What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. Knowledge is power. Send your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Garrett Sutton, Rich Dad's advisor. Remember, equity happens, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Our guest today, Chip Cummings. We're talking about cashing in on foreclosures and short sales where there's opportunity in today's market. Always opportunity if you know where to look. And, of course, when we have a property that's in some sort of financial distress, uh, if you can figure out a way to create a win, uh, it can work for everybody. And when you start early in the process, pre-foreclosure, there's just so many different advantages. But the challenge is finding these deals, right? Because a foreclosure is easy to find, right? They're advertised. There's a trustee involved often. I mean, it's easy. It's easy. It's easier to figure it out. 
the challenge with pre-foreclosure is being the first in. As soon as you're a few months late on the payment, well, then they come out of the woodwork sending you the postcards, knocking on your door. What are some ways, Chip, that an investor can find a prospective uh, pre-foreclosure or short sale? Well, a couple of things. Over the years, I've really limited it down to, to two methods, and that's referrals. And I do have, I use a lot of direct mail. I mean, the, the letter system, but they're more personal. I, you know, I don't like the postcard approach. You know, then you're advertising it to your postal carrier that, you know, you're going through a foreclosure. That, that's not real professional. Um, but referrals and networking, you know, and I talk to not just some of the usual suspects, which would include financial planners, accountants, CPAs. We also talk to um, other types of professions that you might not think about. We talk to family counselors and, and divorce uh, counselors. You know, there a lot of times the divorce is the situation that's causing the foreclosure. And if you can solve that in advance or get them to refer a couple to you that seems sort of hopeless, then you might be able to salvage that situation for them and, and save some face and, and help them go through. Now, those get nasty. You've got to be a good diplomat when you're dealing in those situations. You can get in some state, well, you're siding with her. You're siding with him. You know, right. but, um, you know, you, you go, it is a referral game. So talk to anybody and everybody that has contact with those types of homeowners. And we've got a list in the book of, of probably 20 of those different types of groups to go after. Now, when you're looking for an opportunity, it right, depends on the, the neighborhoods we've talked about and where the market is and, and so forth, but it also is the person's motivation, right? If they're the ones who are ignoring the problem versus trying to come up with a solution in either way, you're get, trying to get into a conversation, a dialogue with someone who is in an ugly situation. How do you approach the homeowner and make sure that you're coming from a place of integrity and of win? Well, that can be a little touchy sometimes because, you know, you're talking about somebody that feels embarrassed, ashamed. Uh, it's not as bad now as it as it used to be. You know, foreclosure was a, a scarlet letter, so to speak, where nowadays it's in every front page paper of the, of the country. But right. um, you still got to develop a relationship with that person. And, and that's the real key. They've got to come to trust you. You know, we have a saying that you only do business with people that you trust and you only trust people that you like. So unless they like you, they're never going to do business with you. And this is a business. Right. And so you've got to find some way of, of breaking the ice, so to speak, and, and getting them to trust you. And uh, funny story we were talking about during the break, I uh, in one foreclosure situation, walk up to, to see the property and the guy instantly comes out and says, okay, how much are you going to give me for my house? Because that's what they're after is the bottom right, line. No, they, right. they just want their money. Uh, and I responded real quick. I said about 600 bucks. And he said, what are you talking about? $600. I said, well, looking at your front door, that's about all it's worth. I haven't seen the rest of the house yet. Right. <laughs> that, good set point. The, that set the tone and you know broke the ice. And, and now we were able to, to go in and, and talk a little bit easier about his situation and, and how I might be able to solve it. Now, from the lender's perspective, let's put your lender's hat back on for a minute. Someone is in default. They haven't paid. They've got a at least a 30, maybe 60, maybe 90 days uh, late. Their credit has suffered from this already. Having a foreclosure on their record is going to suffer. Is there any way they can salvage their credit or save their credit uh, if the property is going to get to a short sale? Well, yeah. One thing is that a foreclosure takes a long period of time. You, as you know, it, it can drag out for a year, sometimes two years in some states. And so the longer that that stays on your credit report, then obviously the harder it is going to be to get your life back in order. What a short pay or, or a short sale does, and there is a difference between the two. A short pay, you stay in the house. A short sale means you actually transfer the property. Yep. But in a short sale situation, at least you have a definite time period. Okay, it, it's now over. We can now move on. And so you're not in limbo. And that's probably one of the biggest things emotionally for the homeowners uh, to get themselves back on track that is also going to help their credit.
Yeah, that's that's huge. Another, of course, issue, and, and we're not none of us are tax professionals, but that if you are settling for a lesser amount, whether if the, if the lender is taking less than the face value of the note at any time, there may be a tax consequence. Well, there could be. There were some tax changes that were done last year, uh, earlier this year rather, that um, made it such that even if you had that type of situation, it wasn't going to be considered taxable income for most people. Again, right. you got to check with your professional. Where in a foreclosure situation, you could be liable for all sorts of other things. You know, in in the book, we talk about the fact that there are 16 different types of liens that can go against the property. Most people think it's two. You know, it's like the mortgage and the and the taxes or something. Uh, but there's a lot of other things. And in a foreclosure situation, liens can start to add up. There could be deficiency judgments. There could be other things that come back and haunt you again a year, two years later. Uh, that could cause problems. Well, it's all, all the more reason why you need to understand what you're looking for in this situation and, and recognize that if someone is not able to make their mortgage payment, uh, there's other problems, right? I mean, they, there's probably oh, yeah. other things they haven't paid and you look at what all the various liens can be and how their upkeep is in the house and just all, all of that stuff that snowballs together. And so the earlier you can get in, the better. The more options there are for people to solve their problem when it's earlier, right? When it's Three days before the foreclosure sale, yeah, they, they can do. They didn't just decide to stop paying their mortgage yesterday. You know, you're right. That's an indication of a much bigger problem, and it could be beyond their their control. You know, there are employment situations. There's uh, a death in the family. There's a lot of things that can add up. So don't go in with prejudgments that this this guy's just a bum and doesn't know you know how to make his mortgage payment. But it's amazing once you start peeling back the layers, how many more things you start to find. And there's always other things going on. The story behind the story, as we say. And it is important to make sure you get a clear, accurate, accurate picture. And that's one of the things I like about pre-foreclosures, because in the foreclosure auction stage, there's a lot of things you just don't know that can come back and haunt you. You know, foreclosures are serious full-time business for a lot of folks and people that like to get into that marketplace. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I know that have just been fleeced because they didn't read your first book, Foreclosure Myths, uh, about foreclosures. And they come in with their little pile of cashier's checks and they get a property. And there's those guys, and you know the guys I'm talking talking about who are on the, the courthouse steps and they play this game every day and they are well researched and if you're new it's not uh, that uncommon for them to kind of let you buy let one go right let you buy the one that they aren't going to have any part of and sometimes they bid it up and you jump in and then they you know so it's it's cutthroat business less so in pre-foreclosure another thing is even if you get to the point where it's just a few days before the sale if you've got the ability to build that rapport and get in and see the house and understand what the situation is, that in, in itself can be worth it. Now, you're not competing on the courthouse steps the same way everybody else is. Those guys at the courthouse steps, the good old boys as we talk about, their whole mentality is to buy at the trustee's sale. They don't want the property ahead of time very often because of all those things that can be hanging out there. So they've already made up their mind that's where they're going to deal. They're going to deal in cash, cashier's checks, whatever. And so they're not your competition in the pre-foreclosure arena typically. You know, there's a lot of rules. One of the things you got to look about is who is doing the foreclosure? We're talking about institutional companies here, but there are a lot of other small private money, hard money uh, in terms of how they do it. For example, an institutional lender doesn't get to foreclose the moment you miss a payment. There are rules and regulations that say they're going to wait 60, 90, whatever the time is, before they can even start the process. Your typical hard money lender can literally file the next day. Uncle Guido, you mean? Yeah, you're yeah. right. That, that's a whole so different again, uh, reality. Who am I dealing with? That's part yeah, of the Yeah, if game. you see somebody standing there with a stack of cashier's checks, run the other way. I mean, th th you're right. These guys know what they're doing. They're professionals, and, and you don't want to mess in that arena unless you really know what you're doing. It's just not worth you it. Bet. The risks are too big.
All right, so we've covered quite a few uh, of topics. So when it comes to this, it's a big topic, obviously. If you're interested in either buying a foreclosure or getting started in pre-foreclosures or short sales, uh, Chip has two excellent books. The first book, uh, written with Ralph Roberts, Foreclosure Myths, 77 Insider Secrets to Buying Distressed Properties, came out uh, widely publishing uh, earlier uh, in the year. And the new book, just out, is called... Uh, Cashing in on pre-foreclosures and short sales, a real estate investor's guide to making a fortune even in a down market. You can uh, find this at uh, your local bookstore, online, and uh, in lots of uh, finer places. Chip, thanks so much for uh, being with us on the program. You bet. It's a pleasure to come back, guys. Any uh, last-minute advice you have for someone looking to get into the pre-foreclosure or foreclosure arena? Just remember, you got to create win-win situations. You don't go into this to take advantage of somebody. You go into this to, yes, make a profit, but everybody's got to come out feeling good, and that is something that you can sleep on at, at night. Absolutely. All right, good stuff. Hey, coming up uh, in March, we have an exciting uh, event we want to invite you to once a year. We do our Investor Summit at Sea, and uh, this is going to be a great year. Here's how it works. We get a whole bunch of real estate investors on a cruise ship for a week. Now, on the days that we're at sea, we have classes, roundtables. We get to rub elbows. We get to talk real estate. We get to find out what's going on. There are scheduled classes. We have large format classes. We have small discussions. We have investors who come and do the roundtable discussions where they'll lead you through a case study, something they've been through, really great stuff. On the days that we're in port, we have a great time. We go out, we party like rock stars, and uh, we always have also an optional real estate shore excursion, what you might call a one-day field trip. And uh, that's a, a ton of fun, too. And uh, it's such a high value. It's less expensive than most real estate boot camps. It's less expensive than most week-long vacations. And it's kind of the two of those things are rolled up into one. Plus, you get to hang out with us. Well, okay. I, I, That's know, I just killed it for well. everybody. <laughs> Hang out with the real estate guys. Pick our brain. You don't have to worry about there being a busy signal on the phone uh, calls. You know, in fact, one of the things that we're going to do this year, we're going to allow anyone that comes on the cruise to buy us a drink anytime. Yeah. You know so, what else? What? We'll buy everybody dinner. You're right. We will. And 24-hour pizza. 24-hour pizza. Plus room service included. That's right. It's a great deal, and uh, we'd love to have you cruise with us. So go to our website at realestateguysradio.com and click on the button that says cruise with the real estate guys. Where are you going on the cruise this year? Well, I'm glad you asked, Bob. This year, our <laughs> cruise in March of 2009 will take us to the beautiful ports of Panama, uh, Costa Rica, and Belize. So it's going to be extraordinary. It leaves from Fort Lauderdale, Florida and on March 20th. And uh, the other thing we've done this year in our seventh year uh, on the Investor Summit at Sea, which we've never done before, is we're including an extra day for free. Oh, no. It's not a seven-day cruise. It's an eight-day cruise All this right. year. Can you believe it? <laughs> Sounds like late-night TV. Instead, it's early morning radio. Well, thanks uh, to uh, Chip Cummings, our uh, esteemed colleague, for being back on uh, the program. We appreciate uh, you being with us, as always. You bet. Anytime. Just give me a call. All right. The godfather of real estate. Always good to hear the wisdom uh, from a gentleman who's been investing uh, for uh, more than 50 years. Fun to be here and to listen to Chip's big brain and all those good ideas. There you go. And, of course, our <laughs> co-host and uh, financial strategist, Mr. Russell Gray. I'm still trying to figure out why the brand new book with no autograph sells for more than the book, the used book that's autographed. Well, work on right. that and get back to us and we'll uh, let you know. <laughs> <laughs> also, thanks to Chathan, our engineer, Matthew Pierce, our executive producer. Most importantly, thanks to you, our listener. Without you, we would be sitting in a room talking to nobody. So thanks uh, for tuning in. Spread the word. Tell your friends about The Real Estate Guys. If you subscribe to the podcast, let folks know about it. We'd love uh, to have your friends and acquaintances listening to our show as well. And thanks to our valuable sponsors for making our program possible. Next week on the program, a fabulous show for you. Tune in. We'll see you then. Equity happens. Make sure it happens to you. See you next week.
This airing of The Real Estate Guys was brought to you in part by our sponsors. Corporate Direct. Get the edge in business and wealth building with asset protection, privacy, and tax savings. Call Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton at 800-600-1760. Global Property Network. Have Goldfinger Luke Chadwick help you find properties from around the world. Call GPN at 877-411-4GPN. Equity Happens Institute. The Equity Happens Institute is dedicated to providing real estate investment education for effective action. To find out more about the Equity Happens Institute, call 866-900-4232. You can find out about these and our other valued sponsors on our sponsor page at realestateguysradio.com. And to learn how you can sponsor the program, call Matthew Pierce at 510-521-5100. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on The Real Estate Guys. Are you excited about real estate investing but not sure where to get started? Learn the secrets of building wealth through real estate in the comfort of your own home. In the Real Equity Home Study Course, professional investor Robert Helms and his team of experts show you why real estate outperforms other investments. Stop dreaming about investing in real estate and start doing something about it. Order the Real Equity Home Study Course today at realestateguysradio.com and click on resources. realestateguysradio.com